It's Mo. What up? What up? What it do? And what's good, people? Look, I will start today's show by telling you to go be great. Check it out. I've had this question on my mind for some time now, and and it's probably a question that you've also had. And now I think it's time for me to kind of get it out. So maybe I can get my answers, right? Have you ever wondered if we could predict the future. Do you believe in psychics? Do you believe that people see things happen maybe seven to 10 days out? Look, I don't, I don't know if you can or if it's true, but what I do know is that I've had deja vu and it's pretty real. Look, this is something that I think about and sometimes make you go, hmm. We will get this question answered possibly later on in the show. If you don't know, you are tuned in to another tantalizing and tasty episode of Talk to Talk with Mo Orr. Look, we have so much to get to today. So before we get to it, this will be the perfect time to go tell anyone and everyone that is not watching or listening to go watch the show and listen to my damn podcast. Look, don't look at me like that. Go ahead, I'll wait. Okay, I get this question time and time again. Where can I watch the show? Well, you can watch the show on Roku, Fire, and Apple TV. Just search the High School Narrative. You could also download our free iOS app at www.thsnapp.com. Watch, submit, share. We could also be viewed on LA 36, which is on Time Warner Cable in the city of Los Angeles, on ATT UVerse in SoCal, and also on Hulu. So anyone with a smart device, internet connection, anywhere on the planet can now watch the show. And yes, you can listen to the show on Apple and Google Podcasts, Anchor Breaker, and Spotify. All right, this show is brought to you by The Jerky Zone. When you're looking for that high protein pack snack to get you back on track, the next stop is the Jerky Zone. They also have some great fundraising opportunities to get 50% back to your school and or program. And of course, Intro Wheels, where custom rims make your classic cars come to life. And lastly, Advantage Capital Management, where the plus in the logo signifies above and beyond commitment to adding value to investments by providing A-plus impact to the world we touch. Look, we have a great show lined up for you today and an awesome, amazing guest waiting in the wings, waiting to be heard. Look, today's guest, I am so excited to have him on my show. He is a four-time Emmy Award-winning AMS meteorologist and a sportscaster for the KTLA Morning News and has worked all over the world from Palm Springs, Utah, Seattle, Washington, and of course, here in Los Angeles, California. Please help me welcome my friend, Henry DiCarlo, to Talk to Talk. 
What's going on, Henry? How are you, sir? Hey, Mo, I'm doing great. It is so good to see you. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, we've known each other for, for a number of years now. So, so happy for you and the show. And I gotta admit, man, I'm impressed. You are on more media outlets than I am with KTLA, man. If nobody can find you, they're just not looking hard enough. That's for sure. Hey man, it takes some time. See, I, I don't have I don't have the uh, KTLA backing to be able to get my face out there. So I got to do all the legwork to get myself and the high school narrative out there in the public. Man, we want to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to spread the word on on things that you're doing, and of course to take care of our our adolescents and uh, teens out there. So I appreciate you coming on, man. Happy to be here, right? Happy to be here. Look, man, first, I, I kind of want to talk about uh, you are homegrown. You are a homegrown individual. You, you, you were born in Orange. You went to Villa Park High School. And most importantly, you are an alumni of Cal State Fullerton, as am I. So that is good to see, man. And, and you're still living locally. Um, so that's awesome to see. Yeah, you know, I'm a, a proud Titan, and uh, you are as well. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's good to be back home. That was always my goal, and uh, I live in uh, your Belinda, so I'm still here in, in Orange County and make the commute into L.A., but uh, really enjoyed my time growing up in Orange County, in particular in the city of Orange. Uh, great time at Bill Park High School, so it's just good to be back, man. It's just, you know, it, it's... Uh, you know, I know it's been a little tough. We all know it's been a little tough, but uh, we're, 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 we're still living in a great place and we have to be thankful for what we do have and, and uh, things will get better. 100%, 100%. Look, we've been in this pandemic for 10 months right now and um, right now it, every, things are turning and you're starting to see some upside, you know, with the vaccine and stuff that's coming out. Um, that we're getting in, in the people's arms. At the beginning of the pandemic, did you ever think that we would still be here 10 months later going through what we're going through? No, not at all. I mean, I kind of figured, all right, this is the last you know, week or two, we'll kind of figure it out. Um, but you know, it kind of makes sense now looking back because you know, we don't have, there's nobody really that can, has anything like this that's ever happened. So, I mean, here we are, we're just trying to make it work. It's not as if we can really say, hey, we've been through a pandemic, you know? The, so, you know, it, it was almost foolish to think that we would get out of it so quickly, but I did. I'm like, ah, man, hey, you know what? We're the greatest nation in the world. This is the greatest, you know, all the superpowers and the, you know, world powers, they'll figure this out. But man, I can't believe it. And uh, we're still here. Um, you know, it's been tough, but I think we've seen a lot of good stories come out of this too. Um, you know, they're there. Unfortunately, I work in a business news where we tend to focus on, on the negative. I, I, I get that. I understand that. But, you know, if you're out and you're giving back and you're doing stuff, you'll, you'll see there's a lot of good people out there and, you know, a lot of good young people out there too. And, and I know we'll probably get into that, but especially with the high school students, you know, you feel for them. This is not the experience that we had. It's not the experience that we would want them to have. And, you know, because high school is supposed to be one of the best times of your life. Yeah. And, you know, but but it's been great to see some of these high school adolescent kids in particular uh, doing a lot of good to, to, to try to bring some happiness 
Um, so there has been some good to come out of it. We, we can't lose sight of that. And I, and I agree with you 100%. And you know, the, the great thing that I, I saw uh, on the news, um, just so you know, by the way, let me go ahead and get this out there. I tune into KTLA every single morning. It's actually my favorite news. And Tony, don't look at me like that. Maybe that's a still picture, but even if you are looking at me like that, don't look at me like that. I'm not saying it just because he's a friend. Um, I just think they do things a little differently than a lot of other news um, stations. So it doesn't even really seem like you're watching the news. You're watching the personality that you really enjoy. So um, I watch Henry. Henry's, it, Henry, you're on from 4 to 7? I'm on from 4 to 7 a.m. And, you know, for those that don't watch our show, for one, it's early. You know, if you're not watching, you're not awake. That's what, you know, I, I get it. But if you are up that early, you know, Mo, to your point, um, you know, look, it, it's news. We have to tell people what's going on. Most of the time, it's not the, you know, happiest stuff. But we, we myself, Megan Henderson and Chris Schauble, um, you know, we all, we pick our spots because we realize people are getting up and we don't want to bombard so much negativity. Uh, we try to give them something to make them feel good about getting them part of the day. So I appreciate you, you, you recognizing that because, you know, we pick our spots, we try to have a little fun, a little humor. We, we make fun of it ourselves. We make fun of the, the media. I mean, we just, it's a very loose show. And, um, you know, our goal is to just make people feel good when they get on with their day. Yeah, I, you know, I, I saw, you know, because, you know, I get up and, and I kind of track, you know, keep an eye on you a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, my, I have a daughter who, who dances and she loves to dance, you know, and it's uh, it's so relieving. And you, I, I don't know if you watch TikTok a lot and, you know, sure. people get on there and do a lot of things. I think that they should actually make a TikTok um, because I was watching one episode, one show one morning and uh, it was asking about science and talking about science. And I think it's a good dancer, science cracks code. And the person on there, you may not see it now, Henry, but uh, when this show airs, I can guarantee you that we'll probably have a clip of you dancing oh, no. in your segment. And I think I saw that. And you got some pretty good moves, actually. But. <laughs> the, that's funny. You know, TikTok has been very good to me. I think it was about a month ago they, they had some of the best, they called them uh, TV fails. And I was in one of those where, where I, I was pranked by somebody who had sent me something um, through Facebook. And I had read the message on TV, and it was a complete prank. Uh, but anyway, uh, it, it, you'd probably find it if you really are so inclined. But TikTok picked it up, and, and I, I, my, my sons were just like, hey, Dad, I can't believe it. You've got like 4 million views. You're like number one on TikTok. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I guess I got to like TikTok now. I'm, I'm cool with the youngsters, I guess. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was so funny, man, because I, I was watching. I'm like, okay, Henry got some rhythm, got some moves, and he's doing this on national television. So well, that I'll, says a lot about you and your personality. I'll tell you what, Mo, I think we're talking, uh, I know which one you're talking about, and I'm going to send you the other one. You might want to add that one to it, but you may have to get ready to put a little beep in there because I kind of got tricked into saying, you know, one of those uh, one of those names that actually has another meaning to it. <laughs> it's it's okay. We we can we can go ahead and dub that out a little bit, but I would yeah. love the video because I want the I want the viewers and listeners to be able to kind of see and hear, you know, the, the type of personality that you are. I had the pleasure of of uh, 
going to a uh, Bonanza Days. Bonanza Days in Brea. Uh, you would come down there and you would be the MC, and, and we'll talk about a lot of things that you do with, with MC and, and how people can get in contact with you. But um, we have a mutual friend and, and Dwight Manley uh, that you know got you to come out there, and you do a phenomenal job with the things that you're doing. Even coming out there, hanging out, and you know being able to talk to the people and the people being able to talk to you, uh, that's great for especially the city of Brea and being that you're from out here. No, that you know what? I love Brea Bonanza days. They always had great music, and I and I'm talking almost past tense, uh, only because of COVID. We, you know, weren't able to have it last year. And I'm sure it probably this year is in jeopardy, but it's an event I'm sure that will come back and, and I would love to be back and, and be a part of it. But you're right. I mean, the great thing about Brea Bonanza days and the great thing what Dwight did down there is first of all, that, you know, Brea downtown is a great place to come and, and just kind of hang out. So many great restaurants, as you know, um, and, 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 and that was just, you know, free entertainment. You know, I mean, you know, people yeah. come down, listen to great music, and you know, there was a beer garden and all that. So I love those type of events because everyone's just having a good time. And boy, do we need that to come back more than ever now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think uh, little downtown Brea is going to be able to hold as many people that's probably going to come <laughs> out as soon as they announce it because everybody wants to get out of the house, right? Yeah. So. Uh, Dwight, just so you know, you got you gonna have your hands full with everything that you have going down downtown. The Taste of Brea, the, the, the Bonanza Days, it, it's gonna be full and, and exciting. So I'm pretty sure I'll be there uh, too. Um, here, let's kind of talk about your family. You, you know, it's funny because I saw a picture of, of you and your family, your two boys, and what I really noticed is, oh, of course, your lovely wife, and you have four dogs. <laughs> we 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 have four dogs. Yes, we've kind of accumulated them. Uh, four four rescue dogs. Um, you know, we've always been. My wife and I, Lisa, have always been kind of involved with 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 animals rescue. I mean, this goes back 25 years ago um, when we were first married. We were living in Salt Lake City. I was working for a station there, and and kind of organically. Um, got involved with the Utah Jazz at the time. And Jerry Sloan, who was the coach, the head coach of the Jazz, his wife was really big in the rescue world. So we happened to meet, we're talking, and, and she had an idea of putting together a, uh, a telethon for animals. Uh, I tell the story because it really kind of launched our interest, Lisa and I, and we saw the difference that it made in the animals that were being adopted. So that's always been kind of something dear to us that we've always tried to, uh, you know, give back to the community and do what we can for the rescues. Um, fast forward 25 years, my wife has since written two children's books. Um, they're about a boy and his rescue dog. And uh, this book is now used in animal shelters and also in schools, elementary schools across the country and even Canada and Puerto Rico and other places. Um, and the whole goal is to teach children at a very young age how to properly care for their pet, but it's done through a children's books, uh, through a children's story, so they don't realize, I mean, they're just listening to a story about a, a boy and his dog, and it's a fun story, a fun little journey, but they're learning kindness, compassion, empathy, um, and it, there's also a lot of parallels to how, uh, you know, you should treat your classmates or just like how you would treat your pet. So um, this is a, you know, a, a program that, that my wife has developed and has, has really taken on a, 
a huge growth across the country and that's kind of been our our passion so um you know and we can get into that more if it, if the conversation goes down that way but that's more or less to answer you know we just can't seem to say no when the stray dog ends up and we can't find a home for it so we've got four i said that's it no more i'm going broke with dogs that's funny, and, and you talked about those children's books, and I, I know that they can get those. Um, I want to say Amazon, Love Me Gently, and uh, Gray Whiskers are the names of those books. You know, but what's even funnier is um, I was watching a, a show the other day, and they were talking about dog names, right? And um, one person talked and said, you know what? I have all my dog names. They have human names. Like, it's not just, you know, the normal scruffy or you know the, the right. way that you name my dog's name raider that might tell you a lot about me and my football team <laughs> yeah that was a way to get for my family to get me to keep the dog you know because i didn't want a dog in the beginning and now the little rascal runs around it uh, worked so you have uh cooper yeah otis and lucy that's right if i the wouldn't if i wouldn't have read your bio and saw those were dogs i would have thought those were your children just so you know. <laughs> yeah, could be, huh? Yeah, so, you know, Cooper's the oldest dog. He actually, we got Cooper when the boys were really young. We got him in a shelter in, uh, in, in Los Angeles. So he was actually a stray from Kern County. He was going to be euthanized. This particular rescue picked him up. And I was doing a lot of work. When I was working over at CBS KCAL, we had no animal presence whatsoever. So I, I actually went to the station and said, hey, can we highlight a pet um, you know, every week? So uh, I started this segment, which they still do over there. And I'm, I'm proud of that because you know we're adopting at least one pet a week uh, through channel two. Uh, at least I left that legacy over there. But, Cooper was one of the dogs and I just fell in love with Cooper. He was such a, you know, sweet dog. So Cooper was the, uh, was the first dog um, that we got. And then sure enough, uh, one day I was waiting for my family. They went into PetSmart to pick up some food. The next thing I know, they're like, hey, can you come in here? We want you to see something. <laughs> and by that time, my little, you know, five-year-old son's got a dog and he's gonna he's crying unless we bring the dog home so there's Leroy Leroy comes home <laughs> and then my wife's like you know I've always wanted a uh, a bulldog a French bulldog to which I said well I'm probably okay because nobody's ever gonna send a French bulldog to a rescue you know uh, yeah. And sure enough, a rescue called and said, hey, we have this French bulldog. So the third one, I had no choice. There was the third one. And literally the fourth one, Lucy, which is the tiniest dog. And I never thought I would have really a tiny dog. Lucy, you know, my wife, she was on that neighborhood uh, neighborhood app. Uh -huh. And a lady's like, I found this dog, can't find the owner. We're leaving out of town. I'm gonna send it to the shelter. So Lisa took the dog thinking she would find it at home because she didn't want to go. They actually had it living in the upstairs bedroom for about four days. I had no idea we had an extra dog in the house. By that time, I couldn't, that, I got so attached to that little dog that when a lady came to pick it up, I just told my wife, I'm like, you know what? I can't give this dog up. So the fourth one's my fault, man. I never yeah, thought yeah. I'd do that, but the, the little teeny one got me. I can't, the little girl, the only girl in the house got me. So that's how I have four dogs. And, 
And uh, I'll tell you, you know, the, the one thing, you, you know, about the pandemic, I don't, you know, the pandemic was just terrible. But, you know, we did adopt a lot of dogs during that. You probably heard I mean, all throughout the United States. Yeah. People were at home, people that were thinking about a dog. I mean, there was one point the shelters were empty. Um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of a lot of dogs got a new home and, 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 and that was a fantastic byproduct of something that's otherwise just a dismal situation. But, you know, that's the, you know, Mo, I, I used to be such a selfish person in a lot of ways. I, I feel like I was always a good person. I feel like my heart was always in a good place. I, I never felt like I, you know, intentionally took advantage of people. But, you know, as you get older, you realize, man, you know what? A lot of the things that I think are important, um, aren't really important. And you know, as you get older, you can boil it down to a few things. What's important? You know, the person you love, your, your wife, your partner, you know, your spouse, your, your kids, my goodness, the most important thing in your life. And then, you know, you look around and you accumulate stuff. And after a while, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't need half this stuff, you know, all this stuff. So your life for me, especially as my sons got older, and I wasn't on a, a football field with them every day or a baseball diamond or a basketball court. I started to have a little extra time and I felt like I was just, you know, kind of missing out. Like I, you know, I was like, you know, I could either just sit around and do nothing and sulk and live in, live in the past or I could do something. And, and, and I started to get out and involved and start doing stuff in the community. And you know what, it's been refreshing because when you go out and you, you do something for somebody, you know, you get back so much more. You go home and it's like, you feel like you are giving something. Um, you, you meet great people. You meet people that are doing great things. They inspire you and it, and it, it actually gives you hope. Because if you just sit at home and watch TV and, and listen to everything that's going on around us, it's easy to lose hope. But I'm telling you, there's people, good people out there doing good things. And when you're out there and you're kind of giving back and you see that, um, it, it refreshes you. It gives you an energy. So that's where I am, you know, in my life. And, and I bring that to talk about the dogs, but it's not just about the dogs. You know, I like to do a lot of stuff for, for our veterans. My, my father was a veteran. I see the flag over my shoulder. Uh, my father-in-law uh, was a Marine. And... Uh, Yes, yep, that's fine. So um, for me, I, I, you know, I just think it's really important that we don't lose sight, you know, what these men and women have done, not just the men and women, but the families that have supported them and have traveled and, and sacrificed. And so I try to do uh, what I can for our military. I obviously try to do what I can, especially with my wife being so entrenched with, with, with the animals and, and for kids. And, you know, I, I just tell people, look, that, that, that's what... I believe that, you know, that's what I like to do. But man, find something that there's so many other causes and they're all deserving of support. Just find one thing, something that, that you believe in that you want to help. Um, and I guarantee you're going to feel a lot better. And it just starts with a little bit of time. That's it. That's it. All it takes is time. If people think that just because you do something uh, for somebody or, you know, with someone that you're going to reap the benefits right away, it may come five or 10 years down the line, you know, oh. and, you know, yeah. don't do it for the, the reward, you know, of something. Um, do it because of the kindness of your heart. And that's one thing we talk about is kindness. Those are words that we're using um, right now. And I'm glad you brought up the military. You know, our uh, company here at the High School Narrative, 
we are built on the foundation of our military, myself and, and Tony. Um, Tony was in the Navy, I was in the Marine Corps as well. And that's why I said Simplify. Um, we also partner with the Medal of Honor. You know, if, if anyone, like I talked about going to our, our site, THSN, um, app.com you can see videos we have every single video uh henry up of the medal of honor recipient so you can watch their stories and their and their little vignettes look we're going to take a really really quick break henry and we're going to come back we're going to talk about your journey um to becoming a meteorologist we're going to talk about the charities that you do the golf um stuff and of course we'll touch on national rescue dog day which is a may 20th so Sit back, relax, go grab a drink, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We are called to greatness every day, every day. In our house, raising two little boys, um, Go Be Great was just in our DNA. It was part of our daily conversations. We dealt with whatever was going on and we didn't like the blame and complain type of um, atmosphere at home. So it was, you know, we're gonna do this and we're gonna go be great. I was so thankful because it stuck with my oldest son. And so the story goes, um, I was in my office, just frustrated. I was having, there was stuff going on at the house and just, I was just frustrated. And he was a senior in high school at the time, getting ready to leave for college to go play baseball which was his dream. And so he walked, he's a talk guy. He walks in and said, tells me something. And I go, Riley. I wrapped him up like right around his waist. I was sitting down and I said, you, you can't leave me. What am I gonna do? And he goes, mama, I've gotta go be great. And it was just at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, something stuck. You know, something stuck. And um, so it was really exciting. I mean, that just was an affirmation. And that was the year um, at Bishop, Bishop Kelly High School. Brock was a sophomore. Brock was my youngest. Riley's the oldest. And he was on his way home from the movie. And um, he was late. And he uh, did not make it home. He had. Um, rolled his truck, and um, he didn't make it. <laughs> Literally before morning, when news of this tragedy had spread through his high school, Gobi Great was all over social media. In his memory, Gobi Great became a tagline. His um, high school had t-shirts made Within two days, they were designed and made. The, the, the first Go Be Great t-shirt, really. His purpose was great. That's when we decided we are going to spend our time and focus in raising awareness and celebrating and raising funds for scholarships and grants to those who exhibit and live out the Gobi Great mission. Every one of our Gobi Great winners to this point has a spirit that I would, I would attribute to Brock, that I could see in Brock. The spirit of greatness um, in someone who goes above and beyond to make a difference in the lives of others and to impact others in a positive way
They are difference makers. They are deliberate. They're courageous. They're respectful. They're kind. They're patient. Just the bees. Just be, you know. Be courageous. Be brave. Be thoughtful. Be present. Be kind. No matter who you are, where you are in your life, how old you are, right? This doesn't stop. We don't get to stop being great today because I turned 18 or I turned 16 or I turned 60. We, it doesn't. That's what we are called to greatness every day, every day. Welcome back. Hey, thank you for coming to another tantalizing episode of Talk Talk with Mo. Or, of course, if you was here for the first uh, part of the show, you see that we are here with uh, Henry DiCarlo, uh, Emmy winner. I want to get that right, you know, because, you know, think about it. I know we don't talk politics here, but when you when somebody's voted in as president, they're president-elect. So I want to make sure that I put the title on his name, Emmy winner, Henry DiCarlo, uh, meteorologist uh, from KTLA Morning News. So thank you for coming back. Look, in my in my monologue, I know I talked about uh, psychics and, and being able to predict the future and do all those things, right? And I used some very specifics when I talked about seven to 10 days. Look, I, don't, I can't predict anything. Look, I, I told my friend about the Tampa Bay and the Green Bay game. I said, listen, man, on Thursday, I woke up already thinking that the game had happened and I said Tampa Bay won. So I said, if you're a betting man, you might want to put money on Tampa Bay because today is Friday and the game is on Sunday. Look what, who won? Oh. Tampa Bay won, right? Anybody think that Brady would be in a Super Bowl again after the, uh, the divorce from Bill Belichick? Probably not, right? But look, I said that I had a psychic. I know somebody is psychic. They always give us some weather, probably about seven to 10 days out. If I was smart enough, I would probably call him to find out what the weather's going to be when I'm about to travel, and I never do that, so I get caught out somewhere with some shorts on, and it's uh, below 10. So, Henry, man, let's kind of talk about your uh, your journey into, to, you know, number one, was it your thought and dream going through being at Villa Park and saying, hey, you know what, I think I want to be a meteorologist when I grow up. No, not at all. In fact, if you told me that, I would have laughed at you. That sounded like the uh, dorkiest thing that anyone could do. Uh, no, no interest uh, whatsoever. I mean, I, I was, listen, I can go back and I can go back into sixth grade and had a little sixth grade uh, yearbook from uh, Taft. I went to Taft Elementary School in Orange, Taft Tigers. And I still have that. And it'll say what your, you know, ambition and all that stuff. And, you know, my ambition was I was going to be a running back for the L.A. Rams. So uh, that's what I wanted to do. I loved football, loved sports. 
I wanted to play for the Rams. That was my team. Well, it, it didn't take me too long to realize, Mo, that I was going to have a tough time playing for the Villa Park Spartans, let alone for the uh, LA Rams. So maybe my football career wasn't going to go too far, but I love sports. So I was, I, I knew at an early age, I was going to be a sportscaster. I was in high school and you know, uh, and, and I'll get to this story real quick, but speaking of that, you know, I, I was lucky. I really felt like I knew what I wanted to do in high school. Now, I have a son that's in college and I have another son that's a junior in high school. And I think it's really tough for, for, for a lot of the, 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 the kids because, you know, they feel this pressure that they have to know what they want to do at this time in their life. And I can tell you, and I tell my sons this, look, do not worry about it. Your path, you don't know where the path is. Enjoy the ride. What you think you may want now may not be, but you know, you still, you just take that journey and everything will kind of open uh, open up. Um, and and I say that because I think it's, it's got to be even more tough on the seniors and stuff because it's like, you know, they're missing out on opportunities where maybe they can explore things and do things and be face to face and meet with people and do internships or whatever it is that can get them that experience of maybe, ah, I got a taste for this, do I want to do this? So for all the kids out there, my point in saying that is, hey, don't don't, don't stress out. The real world is out there. It, you, you'll get to it soon enough. Don't forget these are times that you should enjoy it. And if you don't know what you want to do, don't worry about it. It'll happen and it'll come to you. Uh, so that's you great. Know, that, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I said that's that's great. I think that's some some great uh, advice because a lot of times people are looking at kids in junior high school. What do you want to be when you grow up? Right. I, I want to be a kid right now. That's what I want to be. And they should. And there's nothing wrong with it. And the ones that have a path, you know, that's that's great too. You know, just enjoy the ride. Things change. And I say that because that's exactly what happened to me. Mo, I was uh, I was on track to be a sportscaster. So I. Uh, my original goal is I wanted to go to UCLA. I was a big Bruin fan, so I, you know, originally I, I was going to San Diego State. Ended up meeting somebody that I really liked who was going to Cal State Fullerton. So what did I end up doing? I ended up going to Cal State Fullerton because of a girl. <laughs> but I figured, okay, Cal State Fullerton, San Diego State, I'll transfer to, to UCLA anyway. It's no big deal. So what I ended up doing, I got into a fraternity. So then I was like, the girl in the fraternity kept me at Cal State Fullerton. But I'm fine with that. Things work out for a reason. So even if you have a plan, they don't, don't always go that way. But I, I wanted to be a sportscaster, so I did all of my radio, television, film. I did Titan Cable Sports. I did football game. You know, back in the day, the Titans, you know, they had, they had a football team. Yeah, they did. Fun. And they yeah. had some great uh, athletes there and some great teams. And Gene Murphy was the, was the head coach. And um, there was good stuff going out there. The basketball program was great. And, um, they, they, they had good teams. It was Cedric Sabalos and and uh, fun times and I get I, I would call those games uh, the football games and the basketball games so I was really excited um, took my first job uh, in Palm Springs in, in order to get a job I, uh, I, I, I worked for free you know and there's nothing wrong with that you got to get experience uh, right. I went I, I, I would go down there I'd work two days in Palm Springs stay there and I'd come home and, and I worked in a hotel that um, give me some spending money and and uh, finally kind of worked my way uh, as an intern into the sports department and it was actually a great job doing sports in Palm Springs at the time the Angels had their spring training there so we were covering the Angels they also had a minor league team 
Uh, they always had a couple of really great golf tournaments. So you get professional golf, professional tennis. So believe it or not, for a small market, it was a great place for me to get experience um, and do sports. And, and I did this for about a year and a half, Mo, and, and that was my job. How I got into weather, one night I went in to what, uh, I was doing a six o'clock and an 11 p.m. news on the channel, uh, on the NBC station out there. It was about 10.55 and we were still trying to figure out where our main anchor was and where the weather person was. And they show up about three minutes before the show, Mo, and they had a little too much to drink. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so um, which, which is never a good idea. Right, especially when you're trying to get your career going. So uh, they told that they told the anchor and and the other person, look, you you guys aren't going on TV tonight. So uh, there, the one person's like, hey, you know what? We don't have anyone to do weather. I was the sports guy. I laughed. That was my mistake. <laughs> I was like, whoa, man. And the news director looked at me. He's like, oh, you think that's funny? You're doing weather tonight. And I'm like, weather? I don't know anything about weather. And he's like, it's Palm Springs. It's hot and sunny every day. Get out there. <laughs> so that's, I mean, I literally was thrown into weather. Um, and then we had a commercial break, went to the other side of the desk and did sports that night. Well, next thing I knew, I'm doing it for two weeks, two months. I'm doing both these things while they're trying to hire somebody to do weather. Um, I would say probably about three months into doing that, Mo, I got a phone call from a news director in Salt Lake City. He's like, hey, I was out here vacationing, happened to catch the newscast. I think I have a job for you. I want to know if you'd like to come out and check out the check out the, the newsroom. I said, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I never thought to ask him what the job was for. Yeah. I had been a sports guy my entire life. I figured that's what it was. He starts showing me around the weather department and I'm like, well, wait, uh, this for sports? It's like, no, it's not for sports. This is for weather. We like you for weather. So they kind of threw this nugget that maybe I'd get to work in to do sports if I took the job and they had the jazz and all this stuff. And Mo, I worked there for five years. I never did one sport, <laughs> <laughs> one sporting event my entire time. So, uh, look, I, I went there, but I got to tell you, I really started to enjoy weather. Um, and this kind of goes back to what I said right off the top with the young men and women who may not know what they want to do or maybe unsure. I mean, look at me. I was coming out of high school. I knew where I wanted to go, what I wanted to graduate, what I want to do. And I had this arc completely different. And it happened for whatever unknown reason, but it was the right reason. I'm happy that it happened that way. My life turned out great. I feel blessed. And, and that's the message that I tell, and I talk to, I, I will talk to kids career days in, 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 all the time. And I try to get that message across that, you know what, life is a journey. There's so many different roads and you yeah. know what, it's gonna work out. So don't panic and spend a lot of time stressing. If, if you're there at home and you're watching this and you're a junior and you don't know where you wanna to apply to a college or you don't know what your major is and all this stuff, you know what, it's okay. And it's going to turn out okay. And that's what we need because there's so much pressure on them already. We, we can't put 
more pressure on things that we just can't control. It will work out. Yeah, man, that, that is so funny. Ho hopefully that uh, hopefully you, you had the opportunity to at least go to a jazz game. You couldn't <laughs> report on the game, but hopefully you went to it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you more. I laugh about this all the time because people will say that I love sport, man. That is my passion, you know, um, and, and, and you love sport. I mean, we, we do. But, you know, the beauty of it is when I go to a sporting event, I'm not working. I get to enjoy it. Right. Um, and, and before, you know, that that was it. You know, sports, there's a lot of good perks. And trust me, if I could do anything, well, I'd be a play-by-play -play guy. I could I could do that. But, you know, I'd be away from my family and stuff. That'd be a sacrifice I'm not sure I, I would want to make. Um, uh, but, but my point is, I got the best of both worlds. I get access to a lot of these events, and I just get to go watch them and have a good time. I don't have to, don't have to work. Well, look, since I know you got to, I know you, you want to do it sometimes, you know, I'm not saying it's happening, but if ever we were broadcasting a, a high school sporting event and we needed a play-by-play -play or there, color, buddy. I would love for you to be able to come and, and sit in the booth and, and be able to, you know, kind of help us out. I think that'll be fun. Uh, you, you, you've, uh, I'm there. I would love that. That would be fun. That would be a great experience. I'd definitely be there. So keep me in mind. Yes, sir. I, I will. Um, but let's kind of talk. Uh, number one, you talked about being a, a news anchor. So back behind you, I see an Emmy. Can, look, I've never seen one up close, and as close as I'm going to get to it right now during this pandemic is through your Zoom. Can you grab one of those for me? Yeah. Uh, let's do... Hopefully one with your name on it. You know what I mean? You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> they don't have my name on it. Here's the, well, here's the one that I'm actually most proud of. I don't know if you can see. Okay, so this, this this Emmy right here. That's awesome. This one, well, believe it or not, I got this for being a sportscaster. I was really a, yes, I, I was in a newscast. The newscast won for best newscast, best morning news. So our our KTLA show. This was back in uh, a few years back. But our four to seven a.m. show was was voted best newscast, um, not just in Southern California but the West Coast. So I, you know we're very. But because I actually did uh, the the sports report in that particular one, actually this was a later one. This was at seven a.m. So this wasn't mine. I was doing the sports in the seven a.m. hour for the show that came in. So because I was part of that, I got the uh, Emmy for being part of that show. So it's kind of interesting. I I, I have. I have an Emmy for a, a reporter as because I did a reporting role on uh, climate change, I believe it yeah. was, um, and I was part of that show. So I have one for being a reporter, a sports uh, caster, and a weather caster. So uh, that's I, I I tell people all the time I'm not sure I'm good at any three of those things, but man, for one day I nailed it on all of them. Look, oh, I don't even day. know. I know they got an EGOT for people who get those three awards. They need to find one within you guys' uh, what you do, because you got one in each one. That, that's awesome. I know. I, that, you know, like I said, man, I just, that, one, that just goes to show on any given day, just like the Buccaneers, buddy. You know, <laughs> one day they nailed it. <laughs> I'll never go against Tom Brady, man. 
I tell you, you can't do it. I, if people are wondering right now, who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm like, oh. I don't know. My buddy told me, he said, go to sleep and let me know what you come up with. And that's where I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to let you put that on me, buddy. I'm not yeah. going to let you put that on me. Man, awesome. Well, you look, you're having a, a fabulous career, man. And of course, we're going to continue that journey with you as you continue to go. Congratulations on the Emmy. I kind of want to talk about your charity work. Thank we're going to we're gonna, uh, touch on the charity work that you're doing. Um, I know that you do. Uh, I looked up your I looked up your 2020 event schedule. Oh my God! I, I don't know how you get up early in the morning and then do all of these different things. I know golf is is a huge passion of yours, and uh, I know you're working with the Boys and Girls Club of, of Anaheim. Uh, I know you have the tells that teach um, golf tournament. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to tell you right now that Tony will play in one of your golf tur uh, tournaments. And, <laughs> We could put together a foursome just so you know. I got a couple NBA guys that like to play golf, Tony and myself. Well, uh, I'm in for that, Mo. I'm down. I don't want to interrupt, but I'm down. I, I, I know you were. I, I I didn't even have to guess. Um, so, Henry, talk about uh, some of the charities and stuff that you that you do and, and stuff that you have going on right now. Well, you know, uh, basically, I'll, I do do a lot of golf tournaments, so I'll have uh, charities that will come to me and ask me to be a part of their, you know, part of their tournament. Um, a lot of times I'll host MC. I really enjoy auctioneering. Um, so uh, a lot of times that's what it comes with. I'll stick around after the event. We'll, uh, you know, if there's a live auction or just anything that needs to be kind of, uh, you know, uh, the awards given out and stuff like that. So I am involved. I tend to, you know, I, I used to at first kind of solicit these things and now I just have my own, well, as you mentioned, I think you, you know, COVID, not all of them went through, but there was about 50 events last year between golf tournaments and galas and things of that nature. But, you know, I enjoy doing that. Um, get, enjoy going out and playing golf and, and meeting people and raising a lot of money for, for uh, you know, great causes and, and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, I do that. The, the one, the Tales That Teach, that is for my wife's nonprofit. So my wife has a nonprofit that's called Tales That Teach. And that was about the books that I had referred to earlier. And, and, and basically these books, they'll, they'll put them into uh, elementary schools, usually for kindness week. Um, and they'll teach kids, if there's a, been a big push, and you mentioned it, Mo, about kindness. And that's what this is all about. It's the, the core is kindness, compassion, empathy, literacy, and then basically getting young children to not only be a proper uh, provider for a pet, to be a responsible pet owner, but to be a non-abusive pet owner. Because if we can get young kids at an early age to realize that abusing pets is not correct, it's not right, that it's wrong, they're far less likely to grow up and be abusive in their relationships with people. And that is proven. And you can go back to some of some you know terrible stories of people that have done some bad things. It usually starts with bad things that they did to animals. So um, we really you know hit a lot of things with the foundation. Um, and just to give you an idea, it's in Spanish too, which is nice. So um, you know any oh, adoption. Yeah. So when when if you go to OC Animal Care or you go to uh, even in Los Angeles uh, in their uh, I, I can't remember the LA Community Shelter whatever it is, every young family that adopts a dog 
one of these books is included in it. So that way the parents can go home, they could read this book and they've got this new dog and the, um, and the young children understand that, hey, when the dog is eating, you know, we don't bother the dog. When the dog is sleeping, we don't, you know, there's cause and effects. Um, how to make sure when you take your dog out that he has a tag on him. Um, how to make sure that we keep the gates closed, giving him a safe environment. So it's a cause and effect book through this children's story. And it's all about how to properly care. But more, probably most important is giving kids an idea of what their boundaries should be with their dog. Of, of dogs that come back are returned to a shelter, 50% of the time it's because the dog was aggressive to a child. And it's usually because the child doesn't know not to pull its tail, maybe not to get in its face when it's trying to eat and it's by its ball. I mean, they're, they're young children. Sometimes adults even need to know these things, right? So right. Um, it's a great cause. We have great backing. We, we actually hooked up with the uh, Angels last year. The Angels, with their foundation through literacy, um, provided 10,000 books for the entire Anaheim Unified School District for Kindness Week. Um, so, uh, and, and there's school districts doing this. The Rams are thinking about doing something in Inglewood with the school district. So um, there's corporate tie-ins with this, but it's just, you know, it's a fantastic program. I'm, I'm very proud of that. And I, I appreciate you give me the opportunity to tell you about that because I want to get to really something that is is important that whether you're a dog lover or, or interested in, in you know young kid education, May 20th, you mentioned it. That's National Rescue Dog Day, buddy. Yes. You no. Know. So um, this will be the third year. My wife was the one who founded National Rescue Dog Day. It kind of started organically here in Orange County and now it is across the country. Last year we had 100,000 people across the country just post a picture with their dog, hashtag National Rescue Dog Day, and they can, you know, promote. We just want them to promote anything about rescue dogs, whether it's their favorite place for adoption, whether it's their favorite pet store, whether it's their favorite, you know, nonprofit. We want people to think, adopt, don't shop, think of a rescue dog, give a dog a chance, save a life, all that stuff. It's just to celebrate rescue dogs. That's awesome, and uh, I wish I could uh, give you the name of where we rescued our dog from. My, my girl did it, and of course they, they snuck it on, in on me, so um, if, I, if I could give them a shout out, I would. Um, and now I'm gonna ask you to also, I'll get a text on May 19th from Henry, just so you guys know, to remind me about National Rescue um, Dog Day so that I can make sure that I take a picture and, and have my family and do it with, uh, with a Raider. Um, and I, one thing I want to talk about is I know that because uh, Love Me Gently and Gray Whiskers, it said that you guys given, have given over almost 75,000 books donated and, and still counting. So that that goes a long way. So thank you very much. So we, we talked about uh, National Rescue Dog Day. Don't forget it, May 20th. Um, something I really want to um, touch on really quick before we get out of here, Henry, is um, something that is very touching uh, and um, something that touches everybody in the world. Um, I know in, in 2019, um, you was going through uh, prostate cancer. So I kind of just wanted to touch on that um, because I think it's it's so important that uh, the viewers and the listeners um, see um, people that go through this battle and, and how it's going for them. So can you touch on that for me? I'm I happy to, uh, Mo. You know, the, the thing about, you know, look, guys, 
women find it so much easier and 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 i respect that you know they can they can talk about things they can talk about issues guys have a little bit tougher time to talk about you know health issues you know prostate cancer or just the prostate uh in general and it's really important that people that we open this door and have open dialogue because in my particular case mo I, my father uh, had prostate cancer at a very early age so i knew luckily that it i had a family history of it so i was having um my prostate checked and, and basically it's just part of your blood test so you know just remember that guys we're not talking about something that you, you know is making you uncomfortable to think about hey it, it's it's your blood test get it especially know your family history so and there's a psa test and it, you know the higher it goes the more at risk you are and i'll let you you know because i'll let those men who want to figure that out they can get more information but um so i had a check for about 10 years and in between uh, a couple of checks um my prostate um my my you know it came back it came uh, I ended up getting it. So I ended up, I elected to have uh, the prostate removed. Given my, my younger age, it was the best thing for me to do um, long term. So, you know, I had two, two ways I could have went about this, Mo. I was gone from work for about six weeks and I could have gone away and, and just come back and acted like nothing happened. Or I could come back and say, hey, you know what? I had prostate cancer, I had surgery, and now I'm gonna be here and stand up here and remind every man who's 50, when they turn 50, make sure you get your prostate checked. Prostate cancer is one of those things that is easily treated um, compared to other cancers. So early detection, family history is the key, Mo, and that's what I try to let people know is this is something we can't be afraid to talk about. Men, you cannot just wish this going away by not thinking or talking about it. You need to be proactive um, because it, it'll save your life if you do. And, and I'm living proof of that. Um, I'm back living a, a, you know, a normal life, a happy life, and, and, and hopefully it's gone. Uh, it's gone for good. So, uh, and I've been healthy ever since. So knock on wood, doing real good. Awesome. That's so good to hear, uh, Henry. Look, man, I really, really want to thank you for coming on to the show, uh, talking from everything uh, about your career, um, National Rescue Dog Day, which we touched on. Um, for any of you, we're going to, anything that we could do here at the High School Narrative um, to, to help further promote anything you have going on, please reach out, give me a call, and I will gladly um, come out and do some things uh, to help. Um, you guys can also go to www.tellsthatteach.org um, for the nonprofit. Make sure you, you get a book. I think they're, they're under $10 or go get a dog from one of the shelters and get the book for free, just so you know. So even better. Yeah, even better. Mo, I, I will mention that the, the way that works, you, you buy a book and one gets donated. So that's how we're able to donate some. But, uh, you know, a lot of it is just fundraising. We do the golf tournament every year. It's a great golf tournament. All the proceeds go to donating those books. So I appreciate you promoting. And it works both ways. Anything I could do for you and the kids and, and the military, the folks that you're helping, you got a friend in me. I'll, I'll help you any way I can. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So uh, I appreciate you. We're going to uh, get out of here. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show. You're much appreciated, um, my friend. So thank you so much. Look, 
thank you, thank you, and thank you. Look, time is precious and I value yours. So thank you for taking time out of your lovely day to listen and watch my show. But please join me next time where my goal is to make you smile, make you cry and or make you laugh. But if I fail to do either of those, my goal is to educate, encourage, and inspire. Look, my show will continue to cover a variety of issues and topics from, from high school education, high school sports, and all things around our adolescent. I set out to interview uh, educators, athletic directors, uh, principals, and amazing people like Henry DiCarlo who wants to make a difference and impact your lives. Look, my hope is to share my, my passion for education, you know, high school extracurricular activities, and of course, higher learning. But we will continue to focus on topics that will further our educators, build our community around education, and topics that may be taboo, but may save a life and stop the bullying. Look, if you're out there and, and you're feeling alone, depressed, suicidal, or need someone, please know that you aren't alone and just pick up the phone and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255. Or call our friends over at 417 Recovery. You can find me on social media, on Twitter, at Mo underscore or, or you can go to Instagram, at Mo, the HS Narrative, and make sure to comment on any, on any of our podcast apps. I'll leave you with this. Take some time to do something for someone else, in turn, someone will do something nice for you. Stand up for those that may be weak and be a voice for change and stay motivated. And yes, pun intended. Remember, when adversity comes, look it straight in the eye and say, I'm strong, I'm loved, and I will overcome you. Before I go, I wanna tell you about the Go Be Great Foundation. Please visit their website at www.wearegobegreat.com. Here's what I love about the foundation. And that is, Go Be Great is a movement, a call to action, an incredible young man's legacy to live out our unique greatness while encouraging others to do theirs. They are creating an army of Go Be Greaters to be difference makers in the world. So. I gotta go be great. Look, you have been watching and listening to Talk to Talk with Mo Orr for Tony and Henry and all of us over at the High School Narrative. I'm Mo. Until next time, be the voice of change. Two fingers, spread them, and deuces. Until next time. Do you know where content creators can make 10 times the money they earn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube while fans are getting paid for likes and shares? We do. We're talking all content creators, not just the top 2%. Get access to a global network of talent and maintain ownership of your work. Divvy Up provides content creators a place to make significantly more money than all popular apps combined. We're talking all content creators everywhere on the planet. Do you know where to make 10 times more money? We do. Divvy Up. Contact info at divvyup.org or log on to divvyup.org to get started. Divvy Up. 
you deserve more. Thanks for watching. Later.